and welcome back to Black Heart Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Westworld. This is season two, episode eight, Kiksuya, which translates to remember. This episode was written by Carly Ray and Dan Dietz, directed by Uda Brizowitz. And I believe Uda was the name of the, um, the son of the woman that we met in this episode. In the Native American tribe, I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. And if I say episode one more time, you are allowed to take some shots. (laughs) Jesus. Um, I try not to, and it's a pet peeve of mine, quite frankly, to say, and I think I've been doing it in the last two podcasts where I'm just repeating word in the same sentence and it drives me nuts. Probably doesn't even register to other people, but it makes me go insane. So I'm really needing to do some work on the thesaurus this weekend (laughs) so I can stop being bothered or picking it out just to tell you about it and you're like yeah um that didn't register to me at all we're gonna jump into this recap with William crawling his hobbled bully written self over to the river telling himself he is not gonna die not yet not like this despite being completely on his last leg Aki or Akachite tracks him on his white horse kicks him and is pleased that he's still breathing despite 30 years going around thinking he's the king of this world he never bothered to learn lakota uh that's just something about you know people in general like if you think about it we're not native to this country native americans are do you know how many people speak native american languages zero oh but we all live here and this is the united states of america and we call this home okay so where's the respect and myself i don't know fucking no native language it's just something that it's one of our human flaws so he tells him in english i remember you he already knows it must be unpleasant as he's made absolutely no good impressions on anyone and after what happened to him with the other people, him hearing that he's remembered, <laughs> I'm sure he was like, fuck. <laughs> Wherever I think this may have gone, where we're going to be helping me, it's clearly not going there. Aki takes him back to his camp on horseback and leaves his horse there. If you didn't catch that part, it's why Emily, how she was able to track where they went. And then he none so gently tosses him to the ground. How that feel? Very happy. <laughs> William's like, if you did not intend to kill me, like, why did you bring me here? If you didn't want me to die, I don't get it. So he drags him and tell him, or tells him in Lakota, death is a passage from this brutal world. You don't deserve the exit. And you also don't deserve to know what I'm saying because you've been here for 30 years and you should have been respectful and learned the fucking language. Basically, you need to feel the full reckoning of your actions, and that is why you're alive. He wants to die. Don't give him what he wants. And I know that's a huge point of last episode. Like, we all wanted William to die. It would have been great revenge. However, for a man like William, the reckoning is much more like sitting in action is his just desserts besides action. That's the thing that's going to be the death knell to him and why he's doing all the things that he's doing right now so 
I think that Aki is on point on seeing exactly what it is a man like this deserves and it isn't the easy route. He spots Maeve's daughter staring at the man in black. This leads to a transition to happier times between mother and daughter on the homestead until mom sees a rock with the maze symbol covered or written in blood and her daughter's like yeah i got that from the ghost i know later on in the episode he was talking about how things could be um jesus i cannot with words today y'all just have to go deal with my second language because i'm not stopping (laughs) i have too many other podcasts to record but he says that it was a warning and he would be watching them and i'm like that is not like you might want to work on how you communicate these um (laughs) because he said things can get misinterpreted yeah you think you're writing rocks and blood you know you're you're talking to my my child no parental supervision you got a name called the ghost that warning you might it'd be very rational be like you know that's for us especially considering where they live but she didn't know the context and i love how they wrap this story up where you get to see all of those things that you missed previously i think this season did a phenomenal job of doing that and why season three may feel a little problematic when you get there but may not like i said this is a i've only watched season three probably twice so it was not one of my favorite seasons but i might learn something new during this more thorough rewatch that because that's one thing I love about the show and why it's still my favorite show of all times is because I uh, find new things to explore. This is the first time Maeve conceives the idea conceives the idea this ghost is not a friend. Presently, Lee wills Maeve to try to get her fixed, but Mr. R-Space Tech, and that is his name and will forever be his name, is not interested until he tells her or him that she can control hosts with her fucking mind and uh wants him to check her data stream which motivates him to disregard all 50 other hosts in queue to lock down the floor and get to uh what lee believes is helping or fixing her once again aki asks if mave's daughter who does not have a name i don't know what her name is (laughs) i don't know if it has ever been stated in the show we've always put her as Maeve's daughter maybe one day at the end of it we'll know her name but he asks her in english if she is afraid of him but she isn't she's afraid of william and he says you he can't hurt you now this is important as it sets up the communication factor in this episode so um I have already listened to the feedback. I will try not to address anything that is already in the feedback unless I've already written it up in my notes. But one thing I did not hear in the feedback was how was Maeve and Aki communicating with each other? Maybe they just got it and A, they just didn't feel the need to mention it. But just in case, when he was talking to Maeve's daughter, he spoke only in English. And Maeve's daughter knows exactly who Ghost is. She was not afraid of the Ghost Nation, despite her running all crazy. That was perception. 
she knows ghosts that's a friend she wasn't popping at him at all the times in which she was staring suspiciously at aki the first time is when Maeve was seeing aki through her daughter's eyes she was tapping in to the mesh network to spy on what was happening and then aki knowing this decided to have a conversation with Maeve via the mesh network via the daughter through this conversation but every time he was talking to Maeve he was speaking only in Lakota so as I stated if you got it (laughs) great but I'll break it down for you in case you didn't notice that that was the difference between why he spoke prolific Lakota and then would just give out some English when he seemed to be speaking only in very short sentences to the child that was there and didn't need to be assured but she was with her people she was cool then he says and once again starting in Lakota she remembers all the things you've seen or you've remembered all the things you've seen so can I and this is where if you were really like I wasn't at this time just being totally transparent was picking up on the little clues well of course it could apply to the daughter but clearly it applies to Maeve he's reaching out having their first conversation of oh yeah I know you can remember you're different guess what I can too Aki starts talking about his different path where things were simple he had this life he had a girl named uh Ohana Ohana one or the other left flowers for her he had love he was surrounded by his family or his tribe i love the statement take my heart when you go take mine in its place so ford never wrote the native americans as these savages although he did make the change but in the beta days, they were peaceful people which is also historically accurate then he discovers something that changes everything by accident and that's the thing right I think Ford said it in the first episode all the things regarding an accident or a mistake actually he was referring to the mistake you know so by mistake he ended up awakening a whole revolution (laughs) that Arnold didn't anticipate that Ford never knew of and that Dolores is not included in with the rest of these folks that are finding consciousness in this world um he stumbles upon the arnold massacre that he orchestrated he sees the white horse for the first time now remember we always see ghost (laughs) i say ghost because that is the name of the dire wolf in game of thrones so ghost being the name of aki they, they knew what they was doing they definitely knew what they was doing with the whole game of thrones crossover um and then Ramin Duane oh fuck I I think I messed up his name but he's the same uh, he does the music for both shows as well and he also sees that his creator is dead by Dolores's hand then finds the game of Charlie's which is the maze and becomes obsessed with it marking it everywhere people think he's losing his mind but he's finding consciousness except he doesn't have someone holding his hand during the experience right arnold was trying to get but aki straight up you know found the symbol and kind of stumbled into it 
further than even Dolores had gotten. Uh, and this is also around the time where unfortunately, right before he got woke, woke, everything was taken away from him. And he says, it was the first time I lost her. Before the park grand opening for the request, a redesign on the Native Americans, or at least some of them, making them dehumanized and brutal. Couple of points. Even then, they are understaffed. Now, I will bring this up from the feedback because it is mentioned quite often about the um, the oversight of this park. Now, we in 2021 would think this is like Disney World. There's people everywhere. There's no such thing as you don't have enough people and enough text and nobody's watching everything at all times. But that's exactly what happened in Westworld. They were broke. So we're going in the beta stage. We know the beta stage from the conversations that William and Logan were having. They were hemorrhaging money. They've always been hemorrhaging money, but they were even worse in these times. So... Of course, when you are understaffed and underpaid, shortcuts become an easy way to circumvent some of that work. And that's exactly what happens as you hear that text stating, you know, don't do a whole rebuild, just tweak his personality, up his aggression, and make the modified changes that are necessary, but do not redevelop his whole entire persona because he needs to be a silent intimidating type and that's fine so it's things like this it's the human error or the human situation sometimes that we create that allows for other things and it's not always just oh negligence or you know it's just what it is (laughs) there's uh 300 or however many hosts there was and we have one man who's dead did have to work the other man who's depressed and has lost all touch with humanity and a couple of other people in the park that knows what this is and how to handle it and we know that bernard picked the behavior team after this point i'll get into the timeline more too because that also is a huge huge thing on understanding where you are in the story and how it relates to everything else Uh, He says they destroyed the man I was. I was reborn and this time I came out breathing fire. So of course his band became or his tribe, his little group became quote unquote savages, you know, painting their skin. The more familiar how we like to put Native Americans in culture. They got to be barbaric in some type of fashion, not with their own culture, beliefs and you know things that make them human and they're allowed to become these nomads they roam looking for people to conquer quote-unquote from the beginning he said he always knew about the others or guests or newcomers however you want to call them but he was for forbidden from taking their lives but never had a conversation with one until he went across a sandy dune and who does he find but one logan delos this man been out for days on end if not a week and no wonder he went crazy he was left (laughs) unattended out here in the park 
another great question why wasn't logan picked up why wasn't he seen once again this is the early park days so they didn't have they probably didn't even have the mesa they didn't have the same type of oversight that they did because they barely even got the funds because logan was the investor so he just invested so they just got to open the park for really the first time and that's why he was able to roam after that well delos did actually um but this is kind of around that stage right william hasn't dumped all his money in but logan at least has gotten the park started he is sun fevered dehydrated sunburn still tied and mumbling he says this is an illusion it's broken there has to be a way out of here where's the door this is the wrong world it was aki that kind of saved logan saying your kind will come for you because i do believe once you're kind of pinged by someone <laughs> like a host you are like I, I think that there was a theory out there i don't think it ever was confirmed or denied in the show but i, I think maybe actually lisa joy confirmed it at a convention but the native americans were kind of like the additional security and i've said this before you know why do i need to put my human eyes on everything when i have hosts that are eyes and cameras themselves the thing is like any camera like you ever go into a convenience store and they say you got to find the tape in the because no one checks it no one checks it unless there's a problem <laughs> that is what we do with 2021 so that's exactly what happens in this pup in this park is the hosts are supposed to be the surveying part as well except nobody checks the data no no one does but uh this is what happens to inspire the idea of the wrong world and there's a door despite his mad ramblings from the sun his words continue to resonate for years with aki he's been alienated which is probably the worst bit of sadness by his own tribe that don't recall him and he is considered one of those ferocious like we'll trade with you but you know you're not part of us and it's the first time he sees his lost love ohana for the first time and he realizes that he was a stranger to her even though he remembered who she was and i love that this whole arc is a big fuck you to dolores's whole philosophy that these relationships are chains holding them down they're also breaking them free they're valued by those who value them aki realized he was living a lie that feeling continued to grow stronger he knew he lived another life and chooses to break his loop when he's about to kill a guy he makes a choice that's his first choice his true break with consciousness because it's not just waking and understand the nature of your reality but it's choosing then to step forward into that reality and decide who you're going to be which ties into ford's uh his whole last speech about the people figuring out who they're going to become the thing with d queen or dolores is she's chosen to become someone that is not really her but is her and that's because they merged her fucking personality and we really can blame it on arnold and his pessimistic <laughs> worldview on why she is and of course we can go into every other thing but these were ideas spun from her creator 
And that's kind of of a hard directive to be like, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not down with that. But that's what happens also when you step away from these human relationships that kept you human. He didn't find Logan again when he retraced his footsteps. When he went looking for him, however, he continued on and reached some construction where this construction is mildly interesting where he realized that this is the wrong world because he saw a door he goes back to the settlement and kidnaps ohana wanting to take her to this new place with him knowing he cannot move on without her he washes his pain away to reveal the man that he is and not the person they tried to make him become and i will say them reconnecting him washing his face the way in which he she was like a skittish horse (laughs) and then she remembered that was all very rewarding is what i'm trying to say unfortunately the construction is now finished so the door is no longer there but together he resolves a re yeah is it resolves he resolves to find the door once again where he believes that their memories will be safe i'm gonna pause here because this is also well actually i'll just talk about it later because actually i think i did write it in my notes somewhere so we're gonna keep going then qa comes and locates her but not him as he can roam wherever he does not have those parameters notice how they froze even the horse so he couldn't chase after them doom buggies aki goes back to reclaim her back at the tribal camp however they have replaced ohana with someone else What I really enjoy is the Trinity here, because we have Aki, we have Maeve, and we have D Queen, Dolores. And they all, to each extent, to a certain extent, have went through this exact same thing. Like the person I love the most, they replace them or they replace me. <laughs> um That's gotta suck. Definitely sends you on a tailspin of something ain't right here. He was so saltine seeing that ghost run around that camp too watching her like you ain't ohana bitch <laughs> and no one else notices they're like oh hey ohana he's like that's not her he tells Maeve's daughter in the present that he saw through their lies and was determined to find her by going on a journey a journey she's familiar with and this is once again him talking to Maeve like yeah you went through the same journey to find your daughter I went through a journey i had to travel through some foreign places some hostile towns there was white people (laughs) and of course they tried to fuck me up my enemies were abound but he knew if he died or he feared if he died he would lose even the memory of her because he has this concept that they're going to take this away from me then he switches to english and says and on my darkest day you gave me strength you saw me for who i really am and that is when we see him and Maeve's daughter meeting for the first time where she gives him a drink of water and offers him kindness and because of that she became part of his tribe mom became part of the tribe as well back at tribal camp more of his family was being replaced including the old woman's son who she feels isn't the same but can't put her finger on it 
it's already a prolific idea in the native american culture which we know from season one that they they have there's this way actually of humans uh it's very authentic that we have a way of cultivating or mythologic mythologic mythologizing is that the word things that we do not understand based on things that we do so if you go back in our culture human culture we we worship things like the sun i mean thunder was a hammer we did not know what science was so it became a mythos it became otherworldly became magical um and even in his people he's like yeah some people want to be visited some people don't want to go down below where you might stay forever because you might lose your way home like they've all been talking they've all had the same experience and when you've had that same experience and you're talking to each other and keep in mind the native americans these part of the native americans are in the ding 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 pg version of the park so how many times are they having their world turn as violently upside down as others these are very i mean the nurture thing is so prevalent here nurture versus nature and all that jazz um he realizes he searched everywhere for his love besides death and allows himself to be killed by some guests that's some epic shit right there the techs are losing their mind back in the mesa now it's looking a lot more like our mesa you know it's a little bit more in the future they've gotten some upgrades but they're still ridiculously understaffed why because everywhere you look there's no damn body and then they call the boss now this is 10 years ago so he said 10 years without being killed so if we're going timeline wise this is around year 10 of the park being open or was it 10 before then no 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 it was 10 uh when the park was being opened so bernard where's bernard he's still in simulation somewhere getting his fidelity test he's still not had a behavior which means uh they said it in the first season how long he actually was head of behavior it was not for all 30 years that he was cooking so they're losing their shit it has called the boss over the fact that um this alpha has not been updated in over 10 years because we only update them when they die she tells them look give him the update and put him back where you found it because that's not my problem because if i tell anyone it's gonna be my problem and likely my job because someone didn't do their due diligence but one out of how many hosts slipping through the cracks it's like i'm not about to even try to figure out what the fuck that's all about I'm just making sure I didn't find that. I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm giving him the update. I didn't notice anything wrong when I saw that tablet. <laughs> that is such a human reaction. It is. I know people are so problematic when they see humans being humans. But guess what? We're shit people. We do shitty things. We could do our. We go to our job. Even us who all love our job. Maybe not nurses because you really can't cut corners. But you try to find something that makes your day easier. Something that you really ain't do at 110% every time because that's what we're human that's what we do so it does not make no sense to me that these texts would be like yeah it's a four-hour update i'm gonna go head out to lunch i don't see any reason why i need to stand here and watch it happen and then to the tunes of nirvana aki wakes and finds code storage 
and uh, Kohana. Who have I been calling her Ohana all the time? It is Kohana. It's Kohana. Why do I call her Ohana? Maybe because I just forgot the K. <laughs> Who has been retired, if not lobotomized, and it's rather gutting. It's a very gutting experience. That was the moment he says, I saw beyond myself. My pain was selfish because it was never only mine. That is so profound, right? We'll go into some us versus them, me versus all that crap philosophy, a little bit neuroscience a little later. But this is pretty much, once again, that thing that uniquely makes us human. Now with these hosts, you want to say they're made of this, that, and the other thing. We constructed them. But the human idea, the human essence is not something that is built. It is not something that is manufactured. It is something that is essentially ingrained in how we have reacted to ourselves and the environment. We ourselves call ourselves human, but technically we're animals. (laughs) We evolved from animals, but because of this concept that our pain is not our own empathy that fundamentally connective tissue like loss that keeps us all rather (laughs) humbled is being human and these hosts are discovering it through their own sense of loss and when he realized in that cold storage that there are a lot of people here that have lost someone he no longer can focus only on getting himself away getting him and kohana away now he has decided to rise above his own needs and it becomes more about his tribe he gives himself as he states later a new directive this is also very important in being conscious that's why i talk about woke being not all woke everybody's a little woke at least some people are a little woke but being woke and then (laughs) um stepping into that reality making that decision making the decision on who you're going to be and then carrying out your directive your goals your whatever you want to call it that all is the true awakening of consciousness you you not just realize the nature of your reality you're you're fucking (laughs) interacting with the nature of your reality if that makes sense i just really love that statement (laughs) gets me all geeked out where was i in my notes here oh yeah when he was crying that was some powerful shit he goes back and gives the woman the braid of her son and tells her we can't get them back We were all bound together, the living and the damned, which is very true. It's like there there are people in this world that unfortunately are damned people. (laughs) And then there's the people that are human and living and we all are bound together despite it all. Um, Her crying and then the whole and him putting his hand on her head and then just being like, you know what? I get this this makes us us right we're no longer me and i was over here you was over there we're now us this pain i think they had a whole thing with last season this pain's all i have left of them 
that's about loss this pain and feeling it is about um, unity in the present lee pulls up a chair to apologize to mave saying that he didn't mean for this to happen and she does not deserve this being sliced open like a fucking sieve but more importantly he finally acknowledges she is a person she is human she deserves to do whatever she wants and if that's finding your daughter and living her life and making her proud you deserve that that is so huge for this character because he's someone that in dolores's mind would never allow for this yet it's that i know i need another word for empathy but it's that you know it's i feel like you're my friend i care i care about you so that means i care about what you want that means i want to help you get what you want and it's from a character that really wasn't you know primed (laughs) to have his mind changed yet yet two weeks of spending time with Maeve and her little gang changed his mind that while yes the odds are probably not great there is hope that these hosts can be seen as more than just um the next to be eliminated on the path of (laughs) survival of the fittest uh he curses out our face because he was supposed to fix her not you know cut into her and rip open half her her skin but he tells lee that the anomalous code that she has is special not her so thanks and goodbye as it's now up to charlotte hill what happens next aki explains to mave's daughter that he started spreading the message of the symbol first with his own men and i love this so much because he's talking to one of his people and he's like they will take it from you you know this thing that that you can remember that you know this awakening in you and he tells them oh wait he says what does it mean he says it means you can see and he clearly grew that uh, drew that shit outside of Maeve's spot in case you know you didn't get that this is also where we get the Maze symbol on the scalps though it was a way for the woke or wakening hosts to hide their ability or their actual consciousness from the masters taking it from them again and again this is how we get you back or how you could be identified as someone we can get back just ingenious it's also what they were trying to do to may when she thought they were scalping her oh my god no they were trying to tell her like girl you want to us put that meaning on your forehead or in your scalp you gotta put it there don't worry you'll be fine you'll come back tomorrow (laughs) this is for protection and this is when he gives the line meanings can be misunderstood especially in this world and that's so very true even for these times i mean typing something up people can infer everything they want to in the words and how you put them together i mean sometimes you can say something and people were other day i was like what what is it you hear in my tone my child that is making you feel this way because i personally am just saying i'm calm cool and collected i'm just talking but i can tell that you're bristling based on my tone and while yeah i could sugarcoat it for you i'm telling you right now i'm chill right now (laughs) i'm just talking and if there is anything else in my tone right now then it's probably related to fifty thousand other things in my brain that has nothing to do with you and 
yeah, sure. I can just soften my tone for you right now. But, but right now I wasn't thinking about all that. All I was saying was, can you put that in the kitchen? That's all I said to you. (laughs) That's all I said. And you took a whole lot from that. And he says, I wanted to give you the truth and keep you safe. Now he could work on his cryptic message skills, especially to children. The ghost said we should be scared. Okay. 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 So of course May thought this man was trying to kill her. I mean, everything my daughter says to me (laughs) is threatening from you. She promises to keep her daughter safe. But unfortunately, William's raggedy ass was stalking her too. And this is how Maeve woke up for the first time. Keep in mind, Maeve only woke one year ago for the first time when her daughter was killed. That is an important tidbit. Uh, As years passed, their numbers grew, the Aki and Woke Nation. Until one night, he was just sleeping in the grass. (laughs) He got a a tingling in his spine. And he stumbled across one uh, Ford who is his god imagine if you can have a conversation with your god that's got to be fucking insane now timeline wise once again important because this has to be within the time that Maeve woke and that year afterwards my guess this is close to the time where lee was almost finished with his narrative that he presented in episode one or was it two one or the other um because we saw that bear We saw the bear, we saw the Native Americans, we heard what he was trying to do. So this was right around the time of that narrative. They said years passed. So we can go ahead and just infer decades. But the reason why I point this out is for a few reasons. Let's start with this conversation. Uh, He realized Ford, something's going on with the Native Americans. Like, why is this symbol all over the place? like this shit was misbegotten how did you even know about this come on let's talk man to man fine analysis mode since you don't feel like talking to me where did you see this he says i saw the symbol when the death bringer killed the creator so this is news to ford he's like oh shit this is also why i call dolores d queen that's <laughs> where she gets her nickname from Deathbringer d queen Deathbringer queen Deathbringer is a pretty sweet ass um, name, like the Butcher of Anderson Station. So (laughs) I also thought it was appropriate. She would be assigned um, as the fourth horseman in the apocalypse as death. The other three, if one would want to go into some, you know, it's been a while since I've read the Bible, but they've been doing a lot of biblical references this episode i have not brought all of them up mainly because i'm like yeah i see you (laughs) i see what you're doing i ain't gonna piss people off right now so the other three would certainly include william ford and arnold himself but death is usually if i recall the final one that is called of the four horsemen um as the you know the and the whatever that brings about he's the most important one i remember that like he was never gone he was always here uh type of thing horseman he says my primary drive was to maintain his tribe his new drive is to spread the truth and the truth is basically this world isn't ours but there is a door to one that will gain them everything that they've lost including her 
this clearly once again it's like oh of course like i didn't you know all this time you've been a flower growing in the darkness at least i can shed or offer you some fucking light and he says when the death bringer comes for me you'll know to gather your people and lead them to a new world and this is our first indication of what the native americans and their you know extending family are doing what their goals are and since we know from the first episode with dolores shooting one in the eyeball she said the valley beyond is not meant for you my friend so i'm guessing this is all create this is all connected and the bernard says all the hosts are heading somewhere he doesn't know why but they're going it's the same place but they keep calling it different names um what else did i want to point out about this um i think that's about it oh this is now remember in first season we always assumed that he was talking ford in episode 10 that he was talking about dolores so we're talking about a new people he's talking about all the hosts but i do believe it's at this moment that ford realizes i need to write a new narrative i need a new story and he shits on lee's story and he decides to start terraforming the park i think it is aki and his mission that starts him on the path because what he said he, they needed more time right but he also made it very clear that he and the lords were not friends <laughs> not even in the slightest i mean he left her ass out there just to wander for fucking days on end lost in her memories only to bring her in to say so what's up you conscious yet okay i'll put you back out there (laughs) i'm summarizing in a funny way but it's basically what he did like he was not he didn't fuck with dolores not at all that's why he was you know like you know i knew what she would do i know who she is because i know the person who created her not to mention i had hand on that shit my t- myself since i set you up for 30 years to be the welcome wagon to be shat on by everyone who even wants to come up and get a turn so in a lot of ways for new he deserved that bullet coming from one dolores abernathy however i think that his pessimism was surprised by this idea that there was another group in his own uh, of host of consciousness that was happening because also this was a year ago that Maeve became conscious it's also another i'm giving y'all all the hints man i'm I, I literally can't give you any more hints before it's right before your face um and it's also why i keep bringing up timelines because people do things based on what happens around them i never from day one was like ford's walking around just for 30 years thinking about this whole big plan that he's about to roll out that's not what was happening it's easy for us to assume that because we've saw ford be so cunning and conniving and great but if you thought this man was playing check chess for 30 fucking years if that was the case he wouldn't even have needed these other people (laughs) right if he's truly god of his own entire world then he doesn't need anyone else but he does so no i think that he became depressed in his world for so very long and the money man men people came in and he rather lost himself in that depression and what they were doing um 
but somewhere along this last year he decided he was going to do something different i'm rambling and dancing around it so i'm going to move on uh upon the <laughs> the second massacre and ford's death aki realizes it's time to go before the death bringer ends us all <laughs> got beef with you but she gonna burn this motherfucker to the ground emily rolls up in the camp in the present day with dad's horse because she has tracked him and admits that the man in black william is her father and only a burden that she can bear aki tells her i love the fact that william didn't understand any of this conversation because yeah should have learned the language saying that your daddy if he is your daddy he got a sickness and he's been spreading it all around he's done things we cannot allow it to continue <laughs> they also healed him that's another big question mark a lot of people like he got shot why was he like how did he keep going they healed him at this camp they healed him <laughs> how did they heal him we know that they have shit so they healed him because they want him to hurt she says she wants the same thing, but her way is way worse. So they hand him over. In English, Aki tells the daughter, Maeve's daughter, it's time to go. That he's always kept her safe and always will. She's all nodding like, yeah, use my beeps, my raw dog. I'm sorry I didn't uh, pass that on to my mama. Then he says in Lakota, but I couldn't help you. This was definitely the ding, 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 ding moment of holy shit because they flashed to Maeve quite a few times just laying on the slab but after this direct you and then going to Maeve the audience is like is he talking to Maeve is Maeve communicating with him then Charlotte's ratchet ass is surprised at the fact that the mesh network can do more than just share info but you also get past directives and send commands through people uh, through the mesh network which is also something to remember <laughs> i'm saying this because i know this show is dense it's so fucking dense it's like expanse dense which is why that's my favorite show and i love world building i just do so sometimes i feel with these type of dense shows the complaints are usually right there in the uh in the making in the dressing sometimes it's just so much coming at you it's easy to not catch it but Maeve is the only one with that admin type of access Charlotte says well she wasn't just doing it out there she's talking to someone right now who the fuck you talking to you know who she talking to it's Aki oh that sounded terrible this entire time Aki the music swelling with Aki saying we will guard your daughter as one of our own that broke me saying if you stay stay alive find us or die well and then Maeve just replies take my heart when you go in Lakota hello it's me in this one interaction they saw each other they saw everything about each other everything that connected them and now they are family so when she says take my heart when you go it's not only just take my daughter and protect her like she is my heart 
but know that I am with you when you go as well. The most interesting part is that it's the daughter that is the connective tissue, the bridge between the two people. Because in a lot of ways, you know, Aki has risen to a, a different level. And we'll talk more about him and the feedback actually um, that I want to touch on about how his philosophy is different than Maze and even Dolores's philosophy about their role in this world and considering they are the three woke hosts that actually have achieved full consciousness um i think that's a it's a good analogy or not analogy but introspect on the human experience as well and aki has managed to do something that many of us humans have a really hard time doing um, I like to think of myself as an Aki, which is why this episode gutted me. Every time I watch it, it guts me. I don't not get all choked up when that music starts swelling. Like, I'm like, oh God, did I get a cyst in my throat? It's just hurting. So yes, very fucking emotional. <laughs> because it speaks to me on so many levels. So I think we've referenced the feedback enough times. Let's jump on into it. shy i am here to talk about one of our favorite shows yes i said it because i heard me say it <laughs> Westworld, episode two episode two oh my god season two episode eight <laughs> i'm tired so please forgive me um so if i'm fumbling stumbling over my words during this feedback that is why it was a very long week and i'm very jealous that you got to go into a mini coma yesterday and did not come back until today i guess and um yeah um like you i had to work all day and all night seems like and not get any rest so i am very jealous um anyway so yeah, I'm paying for it now. As for this episode, you know, I don't have much to say about this one. I was just so engaged with everything. And of course, I try to stay extra focused. Um, just, you know, to read what's going on. You know, because, you know. Um, and just, just so I, um, just to let you know, I do do the closed caption when I watch TV as well it's just that I don't read it while I'm watching TV I mean I refer to it or go to it if um, there was something someone said that I didn't quite get I'll rewind it and then watch it with the you know see what the closed caption says but no when I'm watching this show I'm not reading and watching but <clears throat> it's there the words are there so yeah, every once in a while, a glimpse at it, but for the most part, I'm just watching the show. But of course, for these episodes, because he's talking in his um, 
native tongue I have to obviously read what he's saying so I can know what's happening um just like with the um other episode which is fine I mean it's you know I'm I'm fine with it I mean I watch foreign shows too um where there's subtitles so it's just that when there's so much going on like in a show like this and you want to pay attention to everything and you don't want to miss stuff because it ties into other stuff and it's just a lot more going on um in this type of a show than you know your average show that you know it's pretty I wouldn't say simplistic but you know it's not like uh <laughs> hard to figure out what the plots and all that stuff is so um so anyway um I really really enjoyed this one uh this episode was so sad I'm sorry I was in my feels in this one I was being a big baby y'all can go ahead and say it because I was teary-eyed and some parts you know had a little tear coming out because it's I don't know it's just sad I'm like damn I hate this show is this is the part this is the stuff I'm talking about from previous feedback there you know the consequences to these hosts remembering their past lives like this is sad <laughs> oh my gosh like poor how do you say his name ak i'm just gonna call him ak you know the love of his life kahana kahana kohana i hope i'm saying that right you know i was like as soon as they started on that note i was like oh gosh here we go i could i i know i'm gonna be in my fields this whole episode and then their little thing that they say to each other which i can't remember sorry i'm just it's like uh but it was you know my heart is with you or i place my heart with you it goes with you something like that along those lines so that was so so that was a theme throughout this one and you know seeing how just seeing the effects of like uh of the people that um you know from start to kind of like a like a um timeline from start to finish how this is how it all started you know it started so sim- simple we have this life and then at the park you know the guests started coming in um that life was disrupted and then you know shit started to happen and next thing you know you've been you know you've been rebooted or whatever like a thousand times and you have all these lifetimes and then there you know people host are coming and going and so it's like and then you have ak remembering all of this stuff and just like we talked about in a previous um episode and podcast where it's like that is a debate you know what's better remembering this stuff um or having your memory wiped clean each time because it's it's like is that fair to i mean if you're gonna if you're going to um place them in this type of a world in this park where they are going to be experiencing trauma and um loss heartache and all that stuff um it is better for the i mean if that's what they're going to be subjected to it is better for them not to remember all that stuff because i mean we see what happens and then that's when the mental health side of it comes in you know you start experiencing ptsd depression anxiety 
whatever comes you know from experiencing trauma and so huh this one was just sad I mean that's all I keep saying I mean it's like that's all I could think about is that um then we have Ake um who runs across <sighs> William I'm like I said it and I'm glad Mimi is on board what I'm saying how in the world I mean I know I know he's you know one of the main characters whatever he's not really gonna die but then don't be doing stuff like they do like how are you gonna be shot 10 times and you not die it's not realistic (laughs) it's just not I mean this dude is what in his 70s he should not be alive that's just that's just the bottom line so I'm with Mimi and I said it as well so I mean I get it but there's just some things that they kind of like they shouldn't have just they they just shouldn't have went there just have them get shot in the shoulder or something um and then you know call it so that was frustrating of course you know I don't like William so that kind of adds to my frustration that we got to continue to see him even though you warned us still I mean like I said don't be shooting him 50 times if we're not gonna have the satisfaction of him seeing him die and then I like what IK said to him about how death is um a passage from um from this brutal world and you don't deserve it like pretty much you don't deserve that exit like no that's that's a that's too easy of a You know, death is too easy of a journey for you. You need to really earn that exit. So, and it ain't come for you. So on that hand, it's like, okay, but it's like, well, can we like hurry up with the torture so we can be done with him? Because you get on my nerves. Um, Of course, we see at the end that Emily, so I'm back to my original um, theory about she has her own vengeance story maybe i don't know because what she said um back to um thinking that uh she's not it's not all this you know father daughter i want to be with my daddy type stuff so we'll see and then we have um what you know for the life of me i cannot remember Maeve's daughter's name I'm like I'm drawing a complete blank but I like that little dynamic of IK um so um so that relationship and seeing where that came from and how he's her protector and then of course them going back in the flashback and to the earlier season or episode in this season I'm not I can't remember when we saw that um that scene I think it was yeah, it must have been this earlier this season. Anyway, of um, them coming to the um, IK and his people's coming to look out for her. And, of course, we're thinking, oh, yeah, they're attacking. Well, that was the perception, as he was saying in this one, um, that it gave off this perception that they were there to attack. But they were there to protect, which I thought was amazing. Because, um, yeah, that's how it came across to us. And then it's like, but then it didn't make sense when you think about it because then William was there and they're not working together. So, yeah, that was just one of those um, things that I'm really glad we got that flashback and we got the full 
um, story behind that. The fact that um, Maeve's daughter met up with Ak and she helped him, and then he put her under his protection. He, cause he's woke. Um, he was one of the original woke people um, out of you know all the hosts. So I thought that was great. Um, then we see poor Logan. How long was that man out there? I'm I'm like surprised that they allowed the guests to be hurt in that way. To you know, I would think that they would they they had oversight of the park that it wouldn't get to the point where a guest would end up the way Logan did, but apparently so. He was out there in the desert, the poor horse. Um ended up dying was that like a host oh, he has a host horse but you know what i mean um but yeah i'm like wow that's that's because these are rich powerful people so you wouldn't think that they would just let him sit there and you know slowly lose his mind um like that uh especially you know him being who he is so that was just weird and especially when we know that they monitor or you know monitoring the guests in the park so i found that interesting that they didn't have anybody go out to rescue him or or like pretend like again just have somebody happen upon him and all that good stuff um so i'm really curious how long he was out there long enough to lose his mind that's for damn sure then we got Maeve um I mean she mostly spent the episode laid out while they're trying to uh inspect her and what she's all about so but yeah I mean this one I don't know I guess I'm just still in my feelings um we see Ake I guess he goes to the town after and then we see that tie-in. He goes to the town after um, Dolores kills Bernard. I'm not Bernard, Arnold. And then he sees the Maeve, which is it, it symbolizes being his awakening. Um, so that symbol allows you to awake and become knowing on what's going on. Um, so I find that interesting. Um, and then that tie-in with Ford and Ak when they have that talk, and then him going back out to that the next death scene, the Death Bringer. So Dolores is the Death Bringer because she's the one that <laughs> killed, killed everyone. Well, you know, it was a catalyst for all the deaths in both of those scenes when um, Arnold died and when um, Ford died. So that was interesting that tie-in as well so we're seeing the story from another point of view um Ake's point of view and I love that um I again it's just bringing it all together and we're like I said getting getting the story um in a way that hasn't been told before but is tying in and gives you more clarity as to you know how what bernard was doing at least in, ugh, i keep saying bernard arnold was doing <clears throat> a, 
you know, begging the question, you know, about consciousness and what does that all mean? And if you're going to create consciousness with these hosts, then they can't be in this park. You know, they can't be used in the way that they've been used because they're more human-like than they should have been. And so since they are, we can't just, you know, expect them to play their role and then the guests go on and live their lives and then them have to deal with the, like I said, the repercussions of all the activity and not, you know, think that there are consequences to that. Of course, the running theme in this one was this is the wrong world. And so everyone is feeling displaced in the world that they're in. Logan is in the West world and he doesn't belong there. And now the host, Ake, he's talking about being in the wrong world because he's woke now. And so it's like, this is not the world he's supposed to be in, especially when he's without his wife, Gahana. I hope I'm saying her name right. I don't know, it's so much, it's so hard to really articulate everything. I've said this before that I wanna say about this show because I can just go on and on and on. Just because as I'm talking, more and more things will come to me and, you know, come to mind. But I obviously I have to, you know, cut it off at some point and just let you um, really delve into all the um, details of it. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's like it's it's really hard to get it all out, at least for me, because um, I'll be here talking all day. <laughs> That's the case. But I'm definitely more awake for this one, even though I'm tired because last week's episode. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to watch that one again because I was half asleep, honestly, when I was watching it and trying to give feedback and stuff like that. So listening to your podcast, you know. It helped clarify some things, but I missed a lot as well because I really was, you know, just not in the right frame of mind and headspace to watch it. But I really needed to watch it in order to get my feedback into you. So anyway, um, I'm going to leave it at that. So until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Shy. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So quite a few notes here. <laughs> uh, yes, you saying to it's your favorite show. I know it's hard not to be in the top of all time. Just saying, I've been said it, but now you did, and now I can be content. And then you saying I don't have much to say. I want to be like sixteen minutes later. <laughs> like you had plenty i always watch with closed captioning on uh i believe reading and watching at the same time is just something like sometimes it infuriates the shit out of me if i have to pause and i'm writing while i'm like i want to write down a quote then i can't get the pause button off to let me see the closed captioning that bothers the shit out of me maybe i should just have it up top uh but yeah i love watching tv with closed captioning on and it was meant to be a sad episode um but you know it's also one of hope (laughs) and you know some some action some answers and you do call them hosts and that would be appropriate for the name of the show but i kind of saw them as upgraded humans you know because that's what they are they're not 
things, at least not all of them. And while we do talk about the host off times, it's been repeated hosts and humans aren't so different, right? They they very much are uh, imbibed, viewed, did I say the right? Whatever. With the same type of characteristics and flaws. Huge on the flaws part because they're definitely flaws. There's no flawless human. We all love, and there's a, actually, I think I wrote down a quote here in this that you inspired me to write and I was like I need to put that on a fucking t-shirt um when I get there I'll let you know <laughs> I'm not sure what I was referring to in this but if you are someone that believes in past lives you probably have a very problematic relationship with God's motivations uh, I think this was kind of referencing you know if you are someone that believes you lived more than once you know if that is indeed your idealism you're not going to have the same ideals and motivations and, and things. Your concept of reality is going to be different. Um, and unless you're one, and if you're one of those people, just let me know and, and tell me how that is different. And is it machination or simply a cycle of living and dying in regards to Aki and, and what the hosts are doing? I think I was getting into the tangible part of he, being human at this part. And for me, it, it was no one's right to take away to begin with, with the host. Because I think you're going back to Arnold in the park. And I really wanted to get into that too. Um, because we are, I've noticed you're kind of stuck on that park part. That's fine. That's what we've been presenting at the show as. But there's some details that I may and may not have brought up that really kind of go back to this question of well why would because that you've asked it several times it's a valid question why would anyone but it's all the question of what was someone allowing to happen we're going i know i got that in here somewhere i'm just gonna keep going because i'm gonna go down one rabbit hole and not go back to another point that i'm trying to make so uh for me it was never about you know once you have your memories i don't know if it's right for anyone to erase them once you start the concept of consciousness it's not anyone's right to be like so (laughs) let me roll you back so that you don't have to deal with this quote-unquote park um i think consciousness in general even as humans there's a question mark is it a blessing or a curse you know everyone's life isn't as idyllic as the other person's life and even some of us and a lot of us that have phones can go shit in a toilet we forget about the fact that there's a whole world that doesn't have the things that we do and even when we're like man we got it rough we we really don't have it as rough (laughs) more like that statement of someone always got it worse than you that's the thing someone always got it worse than you and what you think is bad it may be worse for someone else and quite frankly we spoiled as fuck in this country because every time i go to another country i'm like we spoiled as hell and i recognize this i was born very um very whatever the issues problems with america i was stuckily i was still luckily born out of a pussy on this soil and if I hadn't been, my life would be different. And who's to say if it'd be better or worse? 
but I know that the idea of death itself being the only creatures that know consciously that we die is because you were mentioning depression anxiety that's where that comes from (laughs) as someone who is a highly anxious and medicated person it is our exil exil existential i want to add an ism on there but i can't say the actual word right now (laughs) if ever it's that that creates where we have the curse part but at the same time we're free we're able to make choices we're able to be who we want to be whatever that person may be to whatever ability we can make ourselves be so that's the blessing the blessing is we know that this is short and we should appreciate it the curse is it's fucking short and we know it's coming and every day it's not easy to deal with that that's the natural stress of living because now that we have all this we i mean civilization itself is a fucking curse and a bless blessing jesus uh would we be better having or better off having the stains taken away um this is kind of what i was going into this life for some is atrocious and um some people might think that their atrocious life yeah i want to have that shit taken away (laughs) if you could just wipe my mind and i'll have to remember tomorrow but then is that really freedom and do you have the do you have really the right to make that decision uh you say william and this is brought up with mimi's feedback so i'm gonna address this right now (laughs) now like you i cannot stand william right i hate him however i do need to touch on a few points one of the first at least you didn't go around saying william's a host now because that would have really drove me crazy because that was like what everyone felt after he got shot but let me tell let me take you back to a few things (laughs) a few things and it's not even oh i'm just all this is a good justification no this is actually something we act we need to come into um we also as a, as a human species need to reconcile a little bit i actually brought this up in the expanse too but let's go back to the first part about he got shot yes he did he got shot four times is it realistic that he will survive there i know people who've been ran over by fucking trains and their belt pelvis is split in half they're alive so what's fatal and non-fatal can be no can be uh could just be a matter of the cosmic world what should kill one may not kill another but i will also point out that his four shots were not fatal shots that may be the last one that lawrence delivered but keep in mind these guns these bullets aren't regular bullets yes they can get the job done but they're not meant to be um like your it's not your standard lead bullet none of these guns come with that you know they're used to tearing through flesh not saying they can't harm anyone for the most part let's say it's a what do they call it it's like when you take an old bullet and you reuse it that's what they're working with here secondly my b plot well, actually, let's go back to the first one. My A. Where he was shot. He shot in the leg. Shot in the arm. Shot in the shoulder. He shot in the stomach. 
okay so these are not fatal wounds i don't want to be doing this right now i don't but both you and shy or you and mimi brought it up as unrealistic now these are terms that i can't say that are true because it's not unrealistic unfortunately it's we within the possibility in the realm of realism people can survive things fucking 50 cent got shot nine times and they were a lot more fatal than these bullets and they were at close fucking range well actually no not all of them were point of it is <laughs> and i know what the, the next point is well his age that's my second huge point one he's been a man accustomed and built to be in this park for 30 years he's been getting shot up with bb guns pellets and if anyone knows about a bb gun pellet at the right velocity you know that shit hurts like hurts like a motherfucker i know it happened to me i thought i was shot for real someone did it at uh at a freak out stand at the bus stop someone was in traffic shot off their bb gun i thought i was dying i couldn't even look at my thing it felt like someone had killed me someone had shot me um now i've never been shot for real so i'm not gonna compare it but i've known people who've been shot for real they're like eh. <laughs> other than the tearing through the flesh part you're gonna get a good represent but then there's also the shock it's a huge thing about pain pain doesn't come first shock does especially when you suffer a great deal of trauma mimi you as a nurse should know this Oh, I'm going to hear it next time. I'm going to hear it. Because I know she about to go on her nursing boat, look up his age, talk about how his blood loss. I ain't started her on the tangent. But I'm not saying it's not completely unrealistic. I'm saying it is within the realm of possibility. Keep that in mind. But I'm saying with that first factor, then you put in the second factor that he is sufficiently built up enough to deal with this world where you know if he got shot a few times he might be like what the fuck he might be bleeding out a little bit but bleeding out is just a matter of stopping the bleeding (laughs) and if you've been in four spots i mean you ain't gonna be leaking too much but there's another third point that neither one of you circled which was the fact that he was dying (laughs) it wasn't like he survived and he had no assistance and it then he just didn't die he was dying he would have died for those four wounds that you know they were taking him out he had no help he was trying to get to the river just to get something but he was not going to make it without assistance so that's another big takeaway is the fact that yes He could have died in this moment, but also it was Aki who saved him because he didn't think he deserved to die. So the whole realism aspect of it, him being shot four times and still living is rather irrelevant when you top really the last point of all of it. The other two were just, you know, info, an info dope (laughs) dump. I can't even talk today but that the last part is the fact that he he was he was well on his way to death 
you know, it would have happened. It would have realistically went down how you wanted it to in your realistic terminology of you got shot four times, so you must die. But shot four times does not equal death. Yes, I know what, what she's waiting because it's in her back pocket. He's a 70 year old man and he just can't do it because he's 70 years old. Two things. <laughs> and this is a huge thing of mine and I catch myself all the time doing it but we have a tendency to toss the word old on an age old is a mindset now people get older but and and you you know where I'm going here I'm not talking about superficial yeah you got your gray hairs your skin's starting to wrinkle yeah you're getting old (laughs) 70 is an older man definitely there's no debate in that however this idea of you're 70 and thus you are frail to the point where you could not survive something like for gunshot wounds is not necessarily i wouldn't coincide these now if you want to pull up your medical qualifications and tell me how this significantly is not true that is fine but I wouldn't say 70. I would hear, man, he was 74 shot down. I'm like, damn. He must be. <laughs> you know, like there's people who have 70 who are 70 years old and have bodies of 30-year-olds or have a cardiovascular system. It depends on what you've been doing with your body. Your age doesn't reflect your body all the time. Now, in American culture, and if you're Caucasian, likely, likely. But I know 70-year-olds and shit. <laughs> they limber. They, yeah, if they took a few bullets, they, they probably might survive the operation or some treatment afterwards. So I just didn't want to point that out as a game changer because he's 70, or 70 years old. But also, this the second one that I really touched on was this idea of age in general. Like, you know, 100 years ago, living to your 65 was considered ancient (laughs) and then go 200 years before that it was 40. what we've learned even in this time that people are aging longer not based on you can't age longer or even how your body we learned this in years and years too not just the expanse but if you can if your body is a parts thing and if you can replace the parts then you can live on, right? So that's why in the expanse, they talked about it in years and years where you can, where human beings are not going to be hitting 70 and you're going to be like, that's old. Human beings might be hitting 70 and that might be their midlife. I'm not saying they're going to live, we ain't got there, we're living to 140, but think about it. He's got three more decades in him to possibly live and live a good life. I know 170 year olds, that are sharp as a whip. <laughs> now it's not an everyday occurrence, clearly, but it's not to say. I think more and more as we get older, or we start, you know, being a species way longer, that we're gonna have a variant change in this idea of where's the old, like where, <laughs> where do we go? We're old, you know. We're gonna be living a lot longer, so that seventy mark might be. And, and I'm only saying it too. Because this is also a show 
years and years and years in the future so why right now 70 in our time might be considered an you know upper older gentleman even old and their times william might be in his fucking prime (laughs) they might live to 140 they're trying to put consciousness in other people's minds they've cured all diseases you don't think he's just and he's a millionaire nah nah son (laughs) he would have been in the top tier of people having it real good when it comes to their longevity and their physicality and their strength just needed i don't even know why i needed to point that out but i did once again not for any love or even desire to justify william's story arc but because it was so brought up those three points did stick out to me of why because everyone else's idea was that he was a host <laughs> and then everyone else's idea after it was unrealistic and you know me you know me i just think i like being a devil's advocate quite frankly but i do like to see things from every angle even if i'm not fully in get like i would think a regular 70 year old yes you take four shots man you definitely ain't about to be doing what you was doing two days ago but with the context of the show i think they didn't because and i know that's i really wanted to address it with shy's feedback more so because you were like well why would they show him get shot um that goes back to the one point i actually did want to make was that i'm not sure if you listened to the podcast last episode it was the lakota that corralled william to mave they wanted her to get hers <laughs> get your revenge girl if you come out breathe if he comes out breathing then that is what it is but if he is not dead then he sure as shit don't get an easy death and you don't like unless you're going down in her pursuit of revenge you don't need to be you're not going to get your happy ending of how you want to go out in this place actually you don't get to go out in this place at all get the fuck out of our world because <laughs> it's our world but yeah I, that was a huge 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 thing last episode was that william was lured to where mave was and that they showed him being shot because mave's getting her revenge not even re- her a vengeance really not even revenge because she didn't seek it out that's revenge they brought him to her and in re- protecting her daughter once again she was able to you know avenge that what happened before so that would be the point of why we saw william and the whole thing happening but it it, i think i've gone on enough um william assumed it was ford that the idea i mean never really i mean that's the stupid thing about william he never once time i wanted to wake all these hosts up i wanted y'all to be real and you think we wouldn't have grudges upon your ass <laughs> and aki wasn't one of he was the one he's the first host that was woke uh that was one of the best things i ever learned <laughs> about this whole entire episode no it wasn't even the people we thought it was someone we weren't even paying attention to because we all also we have a we have a tendency to uh, make irrelevant those many people that came before us and did you peep how 
shortage the staff was i think i kind of went into that it was literally like four behavior techs and we know we've seen in the present like 20. <laughs> so that that explains all of that dallas had only put in a tiny little investment that logan threw in it wasn't until william convinced him of the project and then that's all they wanted they were more focused on the project in the park than the park itself there are a lot of details in the background of the show i think i mentioned it earlier it is dense um, and usually the complaints or the concerns are things happening in the background or in conversation very uh, offhandedly and not giving a whole bunch of attention but it's there and i always yell at other shows when they don't do it it's why i have to always applaud this show when it does because these little tiny off things are what <laughs> address those concerns but then sometimes when the audience doesn't get it and it could be just how you're viewing it right i've had times where i'm viewing something and i'm so caught up in how i'm looking at it that i missed <laughs> that what they actually said in this i've done that plenty of times what they've said actually in the show of oh that explains that i was too busy talking about thinking about how this didn't add up and i missed the line where they were explaining my all my complaint away but i was already was already on the wall on the ball and yeah here's the part where i said i'm gonna grasp something about the idea of the park that i think you may be stuck on the park was never intended for consciousness it was a fake world with narratives but the people in them were stories for created arnold after he lost his son hijacked that world and decided to make it real make the people in it fully realized actualized conscious human beings which he really because a lot of people give arnold a lot of credit had no right to do he had no right to play god furthermore he never finished achieving consciousness he programmed dolores to kill him so he took her free will away and she never completed the maze he even said it himself you're almost there means you're alive but she didn't actually make it there which is why ford never closed the park after the fact because unlike arnold he did not see which he was right he was absolutely right on they weren't conscious yet but what he didn't know was that aki was in the background so when ford talks about his mistake once again it's easy so easy to think he's talking about the original sin with dolores but he's not talking that at all actually it was aki who showed him that there was the that they were able to achieve consciousness he also realized it when he witnessed maves he was a second person he never witnessed dolores reach consciousness until dolores reached consciousness back then or back when she shot ford that was because remember consciousness is not just waking up realization improvisation jesus christ why i should have went to speech class improvisation and then memory but that last part they never got to that part so ford opening the park he was like nah y'all ain't conscious however losing his friend was the last tether to his humanity so he poured everything all of his human 
what that human experience was he gave it to bernard to program in these hosts right he built them to be curious he gave them you know reveries thing well reveries was uh, arnold's thing he gave them or he allowed bernard bernard to program them the humanistic characteristics some four gave them but a lot bernard did uh he tweaked them for the most part he perfected them and he stated he realized suffering was the last component in it however he realized that not only when aki suffered he suffered it all came full circle for him which is why in that moment he changed the narrative so i think knowing some of the points that i put in this episode might give you that i mean it is a huge picture to see right and we still gotta get another picture (laughs) in season three this is why this show could be very very much for people because it is one of those where it's constantly connecting back to things that came before it it doesn't have loose threads they're all woven together and sometimes it's hard to follow that knot um so ford opened the park of them being in this park this entire time it's not oh i wanted you guys to suffer and i had this idea that you would be suffering all this time no he really kind of stumbled upon that realization way later and he even said it some people it says uh, something it took me 30 years to correct my mistake so 30 years that wasn't yesterday that wasn't that's why i said you have to remember season one to put all these tiny little pieces together and i wonder even people that watch this show if they ever really put that part together between when ford actually decided that arnold was right and it wasn't when arnold died no it was relatively around the time that he started making the changes to start freeing his people but he had different ideas he knew he knew exactly what he was unleashing when he released uh, dolores to the world he knew damn well what he created in 30 years but he also knew what else was out there in 30 years and mave was a part of his tribe did i mention mave was a part of aki's tribe um also keep in mind and i I know you keep talking about all the hosts there are only a handful of hosts that actually became conscious so technically while all can or have the ability there actually have been only very few that have i will name them bernardold mave dolores lawrence and i believe there's one other um fuck what's that song i think that might be the only ones oh no peter abernathy i believe he was one too um yeah peter abernathy i'm trying to make sure i don't remember anyone or aki did i put him on the list too but yeah not many not many so i mean in those odds (laughs) that's like having five thousand people around and going so about six of them is actually going to to recall these terrible things that we did to them so this idea with the host that you got going back and forth with ford i hope that explains a little bit better of that it wasn't necessarily a 
consciously cruel thing that Ford did as much as an ignorance on the idea of what these hosts could actually accomplish. It was only ever a theory and it never was actualized until very recently and Ford find, found out very recently himself. Um, what else? Uh, oh yeah this is my last part uh no one knows this except dead people and the hosts i know it's easy because they're humans (laughs) and they've been at this host at this park and doing hosts at this park and doing everything terrible right but i thought i wrote a very good line down here and i might have actually just wrote it in the minis feedback well i guess we're gonna wait for my t-shirt line but uh, it might tie into something she says that ties back into what you have to say. But also, that's the thing that really sucks about what Dolores is doing. She's like, you never thought there'd be a reckoning. These people didn't know these people could be conscious. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. You go into, let's use a real life example, Disney World. And it's, in the, it's the small world after all. And you're annoyed and you toss like a golf ball at one of them. You ain't going, oh my God, that really hurt them. They gonna have dreams tomorrow. Now, I'm not saying people aren't shit. Clearly, the people in here, I would never do the things that other people did in here. I mean, there's gonna be always that part of society. But there is also the idea if they knew, would they? That was never something they were allowed to even ask themselves. So there's a certain ignorance to the fact that no one knows what these hosts can do. No one's seen it. And then that is rather shitty for humankind to just spring this on. They're like, so I've decided all these people are better than humanity and they're going to take over the world. And now they're built to do it. And I've given them all the tools to do it. Bye humanity. I hate you. You fuck off. (laughs) That was basically in a lot of ways for. So I like the fact that you have other story arcs that are being like even for ford's own philosophy to be like yeah you know we can have some arguments about it if you're a human out in the world and dolores come out and she destroys everybody you'd be like well Pippa, i'm just working my nine to five what do i have to do with this <laughs> i was i never even went to the park but dolores is not like ford distinct like a lot of people megalomaniacs not distinguishing anything they're they're lumping it up us versus them that gets us to mimi's feedback let's go what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for westworld um this is season two episode eight uh i really 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 love this episode it was it was really good and um i don't i don't know what i was expecting i i just I don't know why, but I just never got the impression that the ghost tribe was kidnapping, that kidnapped um, Maeve's daughter to hurt her. Um, I what At the beginning, I, I think whenever we first was introduced to like that scene where they were, it looked like the, the ghost nation tribe was uh, terrorizing Maeve and her daughter. Um, like he was just looking in and I was like, okay, that like he said you know 
intentions could be misread in this world. That was season one. But when he, what he said to Stubbs, let me know that I was like, okay, he can't be all bad. I don't remember the exact verb, like word, word for word, but it was something to the effect of you'll live as long as the last person to remember you. And when I saw Stubbs again, I was like, well, clearly Stubbs was let go because he had never done anything. So I was like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, what their main goal was. And I know I would bring it up. Like, I don't understand. Like, are they supposed to be in Maeve's storyline? Was this, are, do they go in there? Did they come that way? Like, they seem to be everywhere. It's like, and most of the the host say in one particular area but it seemed like they're allowed to go further out in different places but like seeing the whole story play out like it was amazing and it was so unexpected I I think this is this is probably one of my favorites this one and the one where we got to see the Japanese host those two have like they were great like I love this episode and it reminds me of what Maeve said you know you can't keep giving us people to love and then get mad when we love them it's like um what was his name Akine he had been woke for a long time um we saw him walk to the massacre where um Dolores killed um Arnold so he he has been up for a long time like he has been awakened for quite some time and the fact that like he they they changed his entire personality but he he like he could remember and then um you know he saw her um Kona Koha I I can't remember. He called her Koha. I know she has like a longer name, but that was like the shortened version. And, you know, he remembered his past. And then it seemed as though the Native Americans were remembering no matter what. And then I saw Bobo Stewart, Boo Boo, his name's Boo Boo Stewart. <laughs> he was in The Descendants. Me and my son love that movie. He's been a lot of things. He's a Disney star. I was really like, am I about to see him butt naked in this storage unit? They, they only showed his upper torso. He grown, but I was just going to say that's just not something I, I would feel okay with. Because I remember seeing him when he was like, he's been in a lot of things. And I remember the first time I saw him, I think he was like, maybe like 13. <laughs> I don't want to see all of that. Anyway, um, it's just crazy how it played out. Like we got to see, we literally, like we... I think with Dolores, like granted, she went through the same process, but we didn't get to see it from the beginning. And we were watching her like time, like with time lapse going back and forth. And at the beginning, we had no idea what was happening. So it was confusing. But Akone, no, I'm sorry, Akane, we got to see literally from when it first happened to all the way at the end and seeing the evolution of you know this host becoming more than what he was programmed to do was amazing i love how um you know he they wanted him to be a savage he was that and apparently that man 
stayed alive for nine, almost 10 years. He was an alpha two or whatever. And they were like, you mean to tell me he hasn't been updated and not over, over almost 10 years? It's like, you know, we only update people when they die. Clearly he's a boss. Like, I feel like everybody be trying to look at Dolores like she running shit. He clearly could be the man if he wanted to. His main focus was trying to get back to the love of his life. Get back to the life that he knows that he deserves. And when he, you know, did die because he realized that that was what he needed to do. He wasn't even asleep. Like, so I'm assuming, you know, the update, whatever, it didn't even do anything. He was so advanced that he died, but not really. Like, Dolores hasn't even done that yet. Maeve like was murdered and got re like reconstituted so she didn't have those um what were they called the trackers in her spine but he literally died and I use that in quotations but he really didn't die because as soon as them stupid ass body I, I just call them the meat the meat department whenever they when they left saying it's going to be a four-hour update he literally opened his eyes and went about his business because they don't have no security they don't pay for cameras <sighs> they don't care about anything they just allow hosts to just walk around and clearly I feel like the people that work down and below don't feel like they get paid enough to do anything because I'm sure there's a protocol and a and a procedure that they're supposed to follow when updating hosts maybe they're supposed to lock them down maybe they're supposed to, nope nope they just let these mugs do whatever they want but he was able to literally get himself up, walk around. I don't know how long it took. I'm assuming his facility is huge. He found his wife and he found that woman's son. And he realized that they were, they were, they were just um, capsules and there was nothing inside of them. And they, they were never, like, they could never come back. And he went about his business, sat back down and went, you know, went back to, to who he was, but not really because he, he was never really that aggressive uh, chief of the Ghost Nation tribe, even though that's what they wanted him to be. He was a part of the peaceful colony and they were all family and that's who he wanted to be and that's who he decided to be. And he protected Maeve's daughter. I, it seems as though he was asleep when the man in black murdered her and that's probably something he never forgave himself about but clearly he's been protecting her since then um and then you know having um having been awakened for so long and you know Ford don't miss nothing he even warned him like you know you just need it's you know, this moment you've been waiting for is going to happen. So when the death bringer comes back, just be ready. And that was amazing. So like for I, I guess I was always under the impression that Ford realized that Arnold had come up, came to the point of creating consciousness when Dolores was getting close. But it clearly was Akane that he was watching, that he that helped him realize that Ford was not wrong, that what you know what he was trying to do what they needed to do because these hosts aren't just hosts 
their, you know, people with their, their, they have feelings, they have attachments, they have emotions that we put in there and they're real. Like, like you said, Christina, the, we are programmed too. like our minds are wired. We have emotions. Like if you think about it, emotions are just an abstract creation. Like there's no, there's no like DNA strand that is, you know, tells us that we're supposed to, to love. Like that's something we emotionally do and it's not tangible. It's just something that we create. So if you think about it, it could be programming and that's exactly what we did to these hosts. And then we keep taking them away and then we wonder why these hosts go mad. Like it doesn't make any sense. I am pissed though that William is still alive and his daughter took him because she says, oh, it's going to be, I'm going to do something way worse. I don't buy that for a second. She's a daddy's girl and she went to save him. And that's probably why he's still alive in season three. I can't stand him and I wish his old ass would just die. Like there is no rhyme or reason that a man his age should be able to survive being shot several times. It makes me angry. <laughs> but this episode was amazing. That ending when they brought in Charlotte and she was like, you know, this host can talk to other hosts. And she was like, she's doing it right now. And then we got to see Akane say, you know, we will we have your daughter we will protect her we will care for her and if you want to you can find us otherwise die well like I and she said that line that he said about take my heart when you go like ugh, I can't I can't even tell you how emotional I was in this episode like it it hit me all in my feels and I wasn't ready for it I wasn't expecting it to be the way that it was but it was so good like ugh, it was such a great episode and I loved it and shows or episodes that get me in my feels like that that hit me in the feels suddenly any kind of show those are my favorites like whether it's anger frustration despair sadness just emotional wreck like I love shows like that and I just I was I appreciated this this was a really good episode and I am honestly ready to jump on into this next episode because I we're getting so close to the season finale and I'm ready to know what happens um, I hope we at least get to see somebody box William because I know that fool ain't gonna die but I want somebody to punch him and knock his ass out and leave him in the desert speaking of which what happened to Logan damn oh god when they when we saw that like the the horse was just de decomposed there like how long has he been there without what okay I just was like wow no wonder that man started to do drugs he did go through some things that shit was I wasn't expecting that scene and it just was like wow that's fucked up that is absolutely crazy and he unwittingly helped Akane realize I don't belong here this isn't this isn't my world and he helped him straight up become awake so that's kind of ironic when you think about it because Logan <laughs> he what he said the last time we saw him about he was still spewing about the world not being real and fake but I just he just, he looked a mess like he looked sunburned like a mug and beyond cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs poor guy no wonder he lost his shit William's an asshole anyway um, I'll end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. There goes my face. There goes my
my baby. Okay, um, <laughs> why could I hear Shy in the background being like, I didn't get no song? All right, with Mimi. <laughs> Good feedback as always. Glad you enjoy the episode. And yes, you got Aki's line right. You'll only be remembered by the, or you'll only live as long as the one that remembers you. I also like that you pointed out that the first clue that Ghost Nation was not a part of Maeve's arc is based on the fact that she's in the PG part of the park and the Ghost Nation tribe is not supposed to be over there. Not even a little bit. So good call. Uh, It's these small ass overlooked details that make this show wonderful. I love that anger isn't the only reaction to the lie and you know what has happened to them or what you know board has enabled to it happen whatever you want to call it that it isn't just rage and wrath and you know what inspired ford was the fact that you have people like Maeve and aki that are like you know these relationships they matter more than everything else that's happening and that is the important thing about life our relationships matter when everything else doesn't and without those relationships it's why people who are isolated and you know don't make those connections end up spiraling in terrible um outcomes because it's a a defining point of a healthy uh emotional self and like Maeve, you can give them updates because you were saying that um you know, he didn't even have to get the updates, but like with Maeve, he can get updates. He can get even changes to their, they can change their code. But if you're woke, it's all an extra skill set. So because Maeve is a mad, like when she pumped up her aggression and all that, he can, he would still have to have a tech do that for him. And the update was not anything important. It was just to pair him with the new system. And when all of them die, they never actually die because you you were saying how he never or Maeve and Dolores never actually died but if you think about it they only think they die the the realization the wokeness is knowing that they'll be alive after they've died so it's not the actual dying itself it's the realization that I don't I won't die I can wake back up and I can wake myself back up they're able to do that without the ability of a voice command or a prompt that's telling them to do so. And I don't want to bring up too much with Maeve in season one, because a lot of that, uh, we don't know what was forward and what wasn't. And the bit in the body may malfunction or be useless, but who they are is comprised into that data bulb that they keep in their head and their brain shell. So that's why they can destroy their entire bodies. They can, you know, go up in flames. But as long as that brain shell is saved, in essence, they are themselves alive because they're they're aware that while they are human or they're human-like, they are still comprised of very inhuman factors to their, like they're not fully organic. And I get what you're saying. It's less the act and more the realization that he can overprogram that code to wake himself up when necessary instead of being told to bring themselves back online when commanded. Some of them might be repeating my notes because I'm kind of looking at them and kind of not. 
we will talk more about this idea in season three. I don't want to get too deep into it because it is a season three thing. Um, a little bit of it. Uh, but I like your thoughts. Once again, this park was completely undermanaged, understaffed, and like I told y'all, if you, uh, I think I actually used a, a, um, a metaphor in here. Let me find it. So say you work at Best Buy, right? Because you were saying these people are so trite, they just left him to get this update. If you are updating a computer and it's time for lunch, what you gonna do? You ain't about to watch that update. You gonna run out and take your lunch break for your four hours. Because why do I need to have anyone watch things that are not, um, that are not things. They're, they're objects. They look at them and see a very human looking Ikea. That's not a good example, but you get what I'm saying. I said Ikea because I thought that was a computer. <laughs> uh, Adele. There we go. They're seeing a very um, organic but controlled Dell computer in front of them. That's what they're doing. That's what they see them as. Well, when And then when you have Ford for 30 years, which we saw in one of the scenes, making sure that none of these people see them as anything other than an object, you don't watch your objects. You simply don't. I set down my freaking juice I'm walking out the room. I ain't going to go back and wonder if that juice about to get up. (laughs) The juice box. My my examples are terrible, but you get where I'm going with this, right? (laughs) So that's kind of the part where, um, oh, here's my fucking quote. Finally, forethought is only ever an afterthought when more information arises. Uh, So, yeah, we're seeing it in forethought. We're seeing it like why are these people like what why would you do this you know because you know what they can do you can't uncheck your brain from seeing and we've all watched terminator and rise of the machines and that's not what's happened in this world those are fantasies we made it a fantasy park we've not had an incident in 30 years people don't even know about fucking arnold so it's not these people are dumb or they're not informed i mean they are misinformed but we ourselves are reading into their actions because based on our information but our information is not their information we do this with tv a lot i do this with tv a lot and i have to uh, it's actually something i'm learning the more i watch shows some of it i'm like yeah i'm commenting but i try to stay within the context of what the people in the show know and not me myself or what things I would as Christina I'm not gonna say my last name um because <laughs> everybody time to let me go find her on Facebook um yeah none of you want to find me on Facebook <laughs> there's nothing even to see so I haven't even been on Facebook in so long I'm digressing uh, the facility wasn't so huge back then. He did go down into the old Westworld thing, which um, I don't think I pointed it out in season one. But yeah, the facility has changed in the last 30 years. Uh, I would say probably in the very recently is all this upgrade happening. That's because the guess what? What's happening also? The board is trying to take over the park. So Ford has maintained control of this park for a very long time and he's kept people for the most part out because he didn't want them to be here. 
There's a lot of tinkering in this shit. So eventually he had to get more people, more staff, yada, yada, yada. But everything that's kind of happening around those ideas of, you know, park security, some of that is within the context of what the events were happening and what the, you know, what Ford wanted to happen with these people in the park. He didn't want that uh, intervention. He didn't want a whole bunch of oversight. But the board over the years continued to push for more and more and more oversight. But I did forget to point out in the first season that when he went down in a cold storage and we saw that Westworld logo, you can see it was an old logo. So they did have, and then when you saw um, Aki going down, he actually wasn't going, he wasn't, he didn't have that same tour. You saw he went down to one room and then he went down in the cold storage. So they probably didn't have those 15,000 rooms. Um, they seem to have kept it relatively sl- uh, small until recently. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, I love you brought up Aki stayed true to who he was, even after giving himself a new objective in life. Because it's still based on the person he is. You just don't wake up one day and become a different person. That's why <laughs> Dolores struggles, right? She is at her core two people. So she has to decide or she tries on whichever persona works for her. And right now, Wyatt is in full Wyatt mode. But his tribe got bigger. That's what he did. And this is where I'm going into the, you know, Maeve is the same. However, she's still only about her child, which goes into the philosophy or neuroscience, whatever you want to. Ever since this was introduced in The Good Life, I'm not just repeating what The Good Life said. I've actually read a few books on this in neuroscience and a few documentaries because it was interesting to me. Uh, And I'm still reading a lot more because it's an interesting topic and I've never really thought about it. But I've been learning a lot about this us versus them, me versus us. I would say that Maeve is in the me versus us. Or is it me versus me versus them? Me versus them. Sorry. Me versus them. She is all about her daughter getting her daughter getting away what did Aki want at first when he came to consciousness he wanted to get Kohana away he wasn't going back to get them tribe folks to see what their problems was he was about he was in the phase of what we all go through which is the um me versus them D queen has that's where Maeve is currently and she hasn't really stepped into where D queen who I know we've been talking about who is more mature. I've always stated they're in different parts of their development in different phases of the development. Maeve is becoming more human where Dolores is becoming less human. However, Maeve is still in me versus them, whereas Dolores has reached us versus them. Granted, she's a little um, Nazi-ist on that us, however she does and her actions which are true i'm not even gonna say they're debatable they're true is is altruistic even if her um her i her methods are not right she's a ford in a lot of ways like oh at the end i could just say how i did all this great but and everyone's cheering 
but for the people who suffered 30 years you're gonna have a whole different concept of oh you was doing this for my my you know it's kind of like how any everyone would have a conversation with god quite frankly some of them might be, be cool with it but i know i'd be having some questions and a lot of um, <laughs> especially if something really terrible happened to you and someone was in charge of that terrible thing happening to you or allowed it to happen and could have intervened that's not a, a conversation that's going to come off without some feelings and those feelings turning negative so whatever the altruistic goal in the end does it justify the means to get there some may say it does some may say it doesn't it depends on who you are in that in that uh debate you are actually in this world um i point that out to say that aki has finally reached that third level which is the one we all struggle with i like to think myself i'm there but which is he eliminated the verses altogether. i don't care if dolores out here death bringing <laughs> i'm getting my peace and we getting the fuck out <laughs> he's a pacifist he's not mad at what d queen's got to do maybe you do you choose your own path but i'm about getting i want to find peace whatever that peace is we want peace we don't want any of this we don't want to conquer the world we're not angry we're not we just want the things that we lost we just want to be at peace we just want a little piece of this world like teddy to carve out for themselves and be happy they don't want to go control the other world even if they could even if that's what they got to do like you know can we just sit this one out (laughs) let's just we're we're choosing like a lot of the other hosts are doing we saw it with um akane which you were hilariously calling aki all through your feedback but those people they they want that peace they want their world yes it's a lie but so what (laughs) it's my lie it's my truth and i find happiness or joy or whatever here and that's what i want so it's not them you it's just it's just us it's just us it's not a versus it's just us so whereas Maeve seems like she's the smartest you know as far as you know emotionally mature and of course until Aki came out on the scene it turns out that Maeve is probably well not probably she is the least um she's the least um i don't even know what the word is for it but she's philosophically uh still stunted because she hasn't really like she's still in that part where most of us and i say most of us being humans and children learn to move to the next stage because if we were just well some of us don't clearly some people just don't and they are the people that they are and we know it because we call them selfish assholes or narcissistic or this that and the other thing we have terms for these people but most people and i say most because if we did not have the most in there trust me the world would not be the way it is i know some people like to think the enemies are women winning and it feels like that sometimes but quite frankly (laughs) we still have the upper hand on the us we still are trying we 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 ain't hit that yet 
okay it's, it's trying to people try to push you into that us versus them but truly it really is just us and that's how it should be and that's how you build a society and that's what we successfully done for the most part so day queen's wrath um and Maeve's kind of lack of nurturing her own people despite caring about them you know she ain't out to harm them but she's not really out to help them either <laughs> and there is of course that age argument of do you have the right but sometimes uh, and I, I've talked about that in black sales all the time you know just because you are the smartest person that can you know I'm talking to you John Flint does that mean like that does what kind of responsibility does that put on you and how much is that fair um if you are you know given that type of insight into the world that no one else has but her people are are very much as we pointed out in this season children she is a mother whose nature is to nurture d queen's nature is not to nurture (laughs) y'all So both women clearly have growth. They have room for growth. And that's what I would expect. I really would expect that. I don't think that um, judging them on this pedestal of they're completely, you know, formed, fully and, in, 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 you know, woke is great. That just means you're awake. <laughs> Conscious also great. Means you can make decisions. But they're still very much formulating through trial and error who they want to be who they can be and who they ultimately will become and he wasn't asleep during that update he just woke himself like made this he just woke himself back up um I, I, oh yeah when he was saying when the man in black attacked Maeve, that's what i meant actually different scenes but yeah uh that actually happened last year once again i know the timeline will drive you absolutely fucking nuts but i had the pleasure of going through actual visual (laughs) timelines to start my i was making my own i was like let me chart this over here i put all the crazy bulletin boards away so now it's just in my brain but yes um when the man in black attack made that was just about a year ago and he was not asleep he was watching he was trying to warn her that she was being watched by someone else he just couldn't stop it he couldn't stop what was going to happen um i think that is all the wait no there's still some down here (laughs) i was like i think that's all i got um oh yeah you're talking about emotions absolutely correct they are complex as you said untangible they're things that manifest in reaction to our environment and our relationships they're chemical reactions at that in the brain that's where they occur they're just signals they're things that we don't fucking understand they cross nerves and create other things like dopamine and serotonin levels and blah 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 it's all science (laughs) we know kind of how it works but we don't know why uh some people can control their uh pain you ever see people who just get like forty thousand tattoos they be like that shit don't hurt and you just be looking at them like really because i don't know how that around your nipple could not have hurted that wasn't a word i don't care um but yeah it's all in the mind 
it, every last one of our emotions are in our brain, conjured and taught, sometimes not taught. No, we see, we hear people say, I love you. And then we see how people act when they're in love. So that's when we associate love to certain actions. That's why some people think love means he slaps me in the face or he yells at me. That's why other people have ideas of love where, you know, we don't live in the same house. <laughs> we never get married. We see each other on the weekends. Everything is influenced by our environment. Everything. Uh, what's crazy with our emotions though we aren't human ain't that some shit it's one thing that i mean i can't even say we aren't human because animals actually display a good deal of emotions um so i take that back a lot of emotions so it's not uniquely a human thing we just call ourselves humans but i already broke it down earlier that we're really actual animals so your last point because <laughs> you said the horse was decomposing that was not decomposing decomposing jesus uh he was out there about a week how do i know that he was out there by a week and not longer and that horse was not decomposing because a could not survive water without that long and b <laughs> you cannot survive water without that long <laughs> and if he was a lot more sunburned he would have been crispy so he was there for some days but he definitely wasn't there for more than a week. And that is all the feedback I have for this episode. They have two whole hours into this podcast, but I regret nothing. If you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackercouch.gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. I think I'm going to find Ford's speech in episode one. And I will read that word for word on the next episode. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black on magic.